Welcome back to another Youth Centered Podcast. I'm very excited about our, our title that we're going to be talking about today, as well as the two guest uh, people that we have here to talk about this incredible project we're working on here in North Andover. Um, first, I have uh, Terry Holland. Most people know Terry as proprietor of Stachy's Pizza. And um, we also have Rick Green, who is involved with almost every fields project we've done since I've been here, and uh, an amazing volunteer in the uh, in the community. So, first of all, uh, fellas, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we always like to start off a little bit with our guests, um, maybe talking a little bit about themselves. Um, both of these guys are very well known with the town, but for people who may not know Rick and Terry, uh, who are you guys? So I'm Terry Holland, grew up in North Andover my whole life. Uh, as Rick said, I'm owner of uh, Stashies, and I've been on several committees, one being CPA, which has um, worked with a lot of the recreation pro projects over time. Uh, my name is Rick Green. Um, I've lived in town for over 20 years. I'm a registered professional civil engineer. Uh, currently working in construction, heavy civil uh, construction. I've been involved with the Fields Committee for many years, as Rick said. I've been involved with a lot of the field projects that have gone on in town. And uh, very excited to talk about today's project. Yes, and today's topic, we're going to be uh, talking about what's... Um known as the recreation complex um, for people real new to this uh, this is a project that we're gonna obviously spend a lot of time talking about the history and and where we're at right now but the playing fields between the middle school the Atkinson school and uh, obviously the new early childhood learning center and kindergarten um, has been a, a marquee area um, not just for the schools but also for the community and a lot of the sports programs um, Alvada Hayes Stadiums was the football stadium for our high school, um, and uh, obviously everyone still uses that complex, but it is a very outdated complex. Uh, so Rick and Terry are going to talk um, about how the concept came and what we're hoping to do, and uh, ultimately two years down the road, I, I think every resident in North End is going to be extremely proud of this project uh, that these guys and others are involved with. But before we get started, let me talk a little bit about the Fields Committee. North End Fields Committee was established in the early 2000s. Uh, Town Manager Mark Reese uh, appointed me to uh, work with two competing baseball leagues. At that point, it was the North End of Club Little League and um, the North End of Little League. And we, we had some stresses around running two competing programs and field allocation, et cetera, et cetera. And after a year of pretty much negotiations, we got back to one baseball program. Um, and from there, we put together a fields committee, which I represented the town manager. Uh, in the terms of the fields committee was looking at, first of all, field allocation, making sure everything was fair, working with all the youth groups. And then it actually grew to where we ended up doing some long-range planning, and obviously today's project is, is the biggest one we've done in terms of fields and new fields and revitalizing some of our fields. We also, uh, when finances were tough in the early 2000s, we also took on the possibility of being sponsorships for field maintenance in each one of the youth groups now for almost, geez, almost 15 years now has been involved with cutting grass, maintaining the fields, and having our fields look the best they've ever done. So the Fields Committee has been in operation since the early 2000s. Uh, it represents um, uh, all the major sports groups that are in town from the youth. It has, uh, it has some ex-officio members like myself representing the town manager. 
uh, Department of Public Works, the high school athletic director, and then some at-large um, representatives that are not technically involved with a specific youth group, and, and both Rick and Terry at this point are, are at-large um, representatives too. So Fields Committee is active. Uh, we meet uh, 12 times a year. Uh, we do a lot of work behind the scenes. So that's a little history of how the Fields Committee got started. Now, guys, if we can talk about our uh, the big project here, remember the recreation complex. Um, and uh, Terry, I think you and I were probably the only people that were originally on the Fields Committee when this first came to light. But uh, can you tell our listeners how the idea first started? Well, it was a, um, back in 2010 when we, when we started this. We had a lot of dreams, but no money. And we kept looking for ways to find money and things to do at the time. There was nothing really available. So uh, Steve Foster, who is probably one of the best finds North End ever, ever, ever had as far as a, uh, an engineer and pushing projects along the town, uh, volunteered his time to draw up a set of plans for us and get us going on the project and at least give somebody a vision on what we were looking for. And we took that around and we, we tried to sell it and finally, um, we were able to um, convince the town manager to um, to get on board. He put together a plan for us, and here we are today. And, Rick, how did we get, um, and at this point the town manager was Andrew Mailer, um, who has just left us, uh, but uh, what was the approach of, first of all, as a fields committee, we were all on board with this. This was something we wanted. But obviously we don't have, as Terry said, the money or the authorization to move on a project like this. Uh, how did we get uh, Andrew Mailer involved and his support in getting this project off the ground? Well, we had a little, uh, a, a small committee in 2015 uh, consisting of uh, Terry, myself, Jim Mealy and Bruce Thibodeau, who was the uh, DPW director at that time. We got together and we were able to uh, speak with Andrew Mailer at the time and convince him of the uh, benefit of this project to the town. In 2015, at town meeting, um, uh, $50,000 was approved for uh, somewhat of a feasibility study for redeveloping the, uh, at the time, the middle school fields area. That money was approved, and uh, from there, the design consultant Waterfield Design Group they produced some conceptual design plans back in October of 2016, and that is from where we kind of kicked off the uh, our road to the design. Sure. And um, Terry, you wear so many hats in town, um, and one of yours is uh, you were on the Youth, Youth Services Recreation Board uh, and also sit on, as the capacity of that, on the Community Preservation Committee. Can you tell our, our folks a little bit about what community preservation is and their involvement with this project? So it's, in my opinion, uh, community preservation is one of the best things that happened to North Andover. We can get projects done that the general budget doesn't seem to have money for or move forward. So the open space projects, the recreation spot projects, the affordable housing projects, all have been be able to be done under the... Um, under the watch of CPA. Um, but <clears throat> I do have to mention, nothing can happen unless we get the support of the, of the selectmen and the town manager. So in, in the past, these weren't some of these projects, the recreation projects, weren't priority to them. This, this administration, it is a priority to them. And we've been able to get things like Dale Street, McAvoy Field, now the, um, oh, and also all the playgrounds, and then the recreation complex is the next on the plate. 
And uh, it's been a, an incredible help and a great gift to every kid North Andover. Yeah, I don't think people know how much community preservation and Andrew Mailer's vision in terms of uh, revitalizing all of our playgrounds and uh, supporting us in the needs uh, for for new fields. Uh, obviously, today we're talking about the recreation complex, but you don't have to look farther than the Dale Street um, athletic field as well as the incredible revitalization of, of the McAvoy field, the former Chadwick field. Um, to get on that. Uh, Rick, uh, as this program started to get a little bit of steam and people were saying like, yeah, th this is something we might want to do, you actually spearheaded with that subcommittee of which Terry sits on as well as uh, some town officials. Um, if I'm correct, you've had more than enough community meetings. Can you talk a little bit to our listeners of what those, why we had community meetings on this and what was the outcome of those community meetings? Uh, actually, the uh, Board of Selectmen appointed the, uh, a subcommittee after the conceptual designs came out in October, and I think we were appointed in November of 2016. First community meeting was in December of 2016, and since that point, we've had 21 meetings up until October 2018. Uh, the importance of the subcommittee meetings was to gather the different input from the user groups who would ultimately use the facility, and also the abutters to take into account their concerns. What the committee tried to do was, through this two-year period, was take into account all relevant comments and try to incorporate those into what was considered the final conceptual plan. That information, in turn, was passed on to the designer, Waterfield Design Group, to incorporate into the plans. And that's how we've kind of developed the design. So it's always, our intent has always been to take the community input and the end users and, and make this a facility for the entire community of North Andover, not just the athletic groups, but everyone from the playgrounds to the smaller children all the way up to the senior citizens. So we've tried to make this an all-inclusive project, and I think through the uh, many meetings we've had, and that's not even counting the uh, Board of Selectmen, Conservation Planning Board meetings, and other town meetings. So I think we've, we've really done a great job in terms of getting public input into this project. Uh, we've not forced it down people's throats. Again, we've tried to consider everyone's concerns and making this a very successful project for the town. Let's talk a little bit about what everybody wants to know um, in both of you. And it, it was actually really fun. I remember the first meeting we sat in the conference room and we cookie cutted all these little things we'd like to see in the um, in the in the complex and um, obviously a lot of input from people. But now that we're getting close to getting this project off the ground, what should our residents know? What is going to be in the recreation complex? So I'll let Rick get into the details, but one thing I did want to mention is I think the recreation complex and all the meetings that we had, we were able to incorporate something from all age groups and all participants. And I think that's probably the best part of this for me is I see that this is a complex for everybody. It's for every age, every, every group, every um every league so rick could get into the details of what we're putting in yeah so again we as we work through the uh, subcommittee meetings we we altered and made revisions to the conceptual plan and that was to take into account um, different user groups comments and what you're going to see in this facility now and i think it will be a fantastic facility for the community is you're going to have two artificial turf athletic fields. One will be the main field where we'll have a 90-foot baseball field, but that'll still be able to use for lacrosse and football. You'll also have another field that'll be for softball, 50-70 baseball, and also we'll have a, another soccer field. 
those cater to the uh, athletic groups. We also have a multi-purpose court, which can be used for street hockey, tennis, or uh, pickleball. We've got two playgrounds. One is for a two to five um, age group, and one is from a five to 12 age group. Um, we have bocce courts. We have shuffleboard. Um, we have two half-court basketball courts. Originally, we only had one half-court, but we've, uh, we've added a second one near the uh, bocce and shuffleboard courts. And also, for, in terms of the community, we've got a walking path, which I believe is about a quarter mile around the facility and through the facility, which will provide a great opportunity, another alternative from the old common of just walking around the, in circles. This, this will be a nice walking path for everyone to use. We've got picnic areas. We, one of the main features we have out front is by the middle school is we have an amphitheater which will be built into the natural terrain of the hill. So it'll blend in beautifully with the uh, landscape. That'll be used by the middle school and also probably on weekends or so for other types of concerts. We've got uh, picnic areas. We've got shade trees that'll be installed. I think overall we're adding about 59 trees to the complex itself. Um, the amphitheater, I also should add too, will have a roof over the area for the uh, performers so they will not get rained on. Uh, we've got a concession stand. It'll be a large building, about 30 feet by 20 feet. That'll also have restrooms in it. We have another restroom facility uh, further into the field. We've got an exercise stretching area that's going to be along the walking path, which will give people the opportunity to stretch out, uh, similar to what uh, people may recognize as like parkour, which is a, an exercise area. So we've got a lot of different features. And again, that was collected through all the different uh, ideas from the user groups and to be able to cater to each and every age group in the town of North Andover. Again, not just athletics, but everyone. So this is an all-inclusive facility. Yeah, it's it's going to be, it's, it's something for everybody. I know that um, I'm going to be planning on moving the uh, children's shows and the summer concerts on the Common down to the amphitheater. Um, well, obviously, uh, we're going to have lots of requests. And once the once it's actually done, Rick, uh, I know Andrew Mailer was um, very um, adamant about this. What? How, who will control that, and how will people get access in terms of like using fields and things like that? Well, the intent from the start, realizing how large a facility this is going to be in the various user groups, it's a little bit different than, say, a baseball field or a soccer field. So it's always been the intent of uh, Andrew Mailer and the subcommittee to have a, a separate group. Now, whether that group reports to the fields committee or how that works, I'm not sure, but they'll, they'll manage the facility and take into consideration um, you know, hours of lighting different activities. But I think it, all in all, it's probably going to have to be closely combined with the efforts of the fields committee in terms of scheduling the fields. Um, but mainly it's about making sure that this facility is maintained. And we often have problems with other fields as to whose responsibility that is. With so many different groups using this field, we felt it was very important that um, we have somewhat of a uh, different committee to watch over this and also taking the concerns of the abutters to make sure that we're good neighbors. Absolutely. And as we proceeded in last year, we um, had all those meetings like you've had, and then we were leading up to town meeting because a town meeting, obviously our residents, uh, as we do every year at town meeting, uh, had to approve uh, the spending of especially the CPA grant. 
Um, and I know all of the three of us are very anxious about this. Terry, how do you think that went at town meeting 2018 on this project? I think it went terrific. Uh, as always, <clears throat> the townspeople in North Andover supported their, their the kids in North Andover in, <clears throat> in the CPA projects that we put forward. We put a lot of work into looking into these projects to make sure that they're they're going to be a good uh, thing for the North, town of North Andover. And I think that the uh, townspeople support us in every way at town meeting. Absolutely. And as Terry said at the beginning of our podcast, we always got to figure out how we're going to pay for this. Um, so obviously we talked about the huge grant we've gotten from CPA and obviously some of the t- uh, town financial commitments. Uh, but Rick and Terry, can you talk a little bit about as we proceed to start to put a shovel in the ground, uh, the fundraising plan f- to raise the rest of the money and the commitment that uh, our youth groups um, have to uh, participate on this? Sure. Um, we've been talking about fundraising and part of this, uh, part of the construction cost from which the town manager developed a strategy to pay for this project was about approximately $1.25 million, and that was from private donations consisting of the sports groups and also corporate outside sponsors. So what we've done now is we've actually interviewed uh, Richard Blaine from Richard Blaine Associates, a fundraising consultant, and we feel very comfortable with bringing him on board. He's been involved with the actual funding of the Youth Center project, as well as St. Michael's and some many other projects in the Merrimack Valley. So we believe uh, that he is the, the group to, to take care of this fundraising campaign. We are currently uh, getting underway with this campaign, and uh, we're going to develop a strategy, um, a uniform strategy between the private donors and the user group, so that the message to everybody out there is clear and it's uniform that uh, how we want to raise money for this project and uh, we'll be kicking it off very shortly i believe in in march we should be actively going on that and it's it's pretty um known that since 2010 when terry and i and a few other people first started this concept we created what was called the new fields and facility account where every year the youth groups um uh, charged a little extra money uh, on registrations, and then at the yearly end, uh, they actually donated this stuff to the town. We just donated an additional close to $41,000 this past month that the selectmen approved. But since 2010, we have raised close to $400,000. Um, a, a lot of this money will actually partake in, in our uh, participation, I'm sorry, in terms of the youth group's um, commitment to this financially. So that's been a really nice thing with that. Terry, did you want to say something on that? Well, I just wanted to say that that's an important part of the fundraising and probably the major part of the fundraising, but there's still going to be a lot of grassroots fundraising. We, we were going to be out in the community. We we're going to be doing different things, raising money uh, so that everybody can help out in some way. This is going to take a, the town, the entire town, to get behind, to, um, to get all our funding and to make sure this project gets the support it deserves. Absolutely. Um, Rick, and we always defer to Rick many times on this. He's our point person. I'm not sure where we'd be without him. Rick, let's talk a little bit about the timeline. Um, you know, I just mentioned we're getting close to putting a, a shovel in the ground. Can you kind of tell our, our listeners what the time frame looks like? Sure. <clears throat> in terms of design, uh, Waterfield Design Group is... Uh, Currently in design for the project, submissions have been made to the Planning Board and the Conservation Commission, and I believe um, we should have one more meeting with the Conservation Commission meeting uh, before that 
is hopefully approved. Um, Waterfield has answered and responded to the peer review is comments satisfactorily, and I believe we should be all set with that. In terms of the planning board, um, we may have one, possibly two more before we get through that process. So we're, we're looking right now, probably uh, the end of late March, to get these plans out to bid with construction to follow in, er in early spring. And that construction is going to extend into the fall through the winter and into next spring. I would expect uh, sometime next summer, early fall, that this project would be complete. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty amazing. I keep telling people as you drive down 125 or you come up 125, uh, when this project is officially done, it is going to be the jewel of uh, North Ando, and we're going to be the envy of many communities. Let me ask you something, Rick and Terry. Um, with Andrew leaving um, a couple weeks ago now, um, I've already gotten a couple of comments saying, you know, with Andrew gone, is the project going to move on? And obviously, we've said many times, Andrew has is, is been the big push to get this done. Um, we, you and I, the three of us, have gotten Andrew's commitment that this is going to move on. But maybe to our listeners, uh, you know, just to confirm that uh, the new administration is still going to support this program like the past administration. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think Andrew put all, all the things in place to move this thing forward. And we have the complete support of the um, the selectmen in town, so I feel we're gonna um, we're, we're gonna keep we're just gonna keep pushing, and uh, we're we're so excited about it. I don't think Rick and myself or the fields committee would ever let it uh, you know slow down or or, or uh, we'd miss a beat at this point. Absolutely, I, I think we gotta we gotta give a shout out to some people. I mean, I, I'm the first to admit that uh, this Rick and Terry. Uh, uh, definitely the two big push but guys who who else are some of the people that have been involved who's on that subcommittee and who are the people besides you two and andrew um that have actually made sure this is becoming a reality well the sub the subcommittee uh consisted of terry myself todd dow uh, derek wessel rosemary smedale deborah Farley. and i think that was it so there were seven of us so it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good group. I had a lot of input. They were very instrumental in, uh, you know, through the uh, public hearings we had. Uh, also, we should probably give out shout out to uh, Jim Mealy from the school department, who's worked with Terry and I since really the in the inception of this project. Bruce Thibodeau, who's no longer with us uh, as a DPW director, retired. Um, he was very instrumental in pushing this project along. And again, I think, you know, even though Andrew Mailer is gone, I still think he will have a strong influence on this project. I told him I would be reaching out to him as we, we go through the project if, with any questions that came up. But also Denise Casey has, has stepped up now, the assistant town manager. She is the point person that we're working with, and I think she's going to be uh, very good at continuing uh, the message or the commitment that Andrew had, as well as all of the uh, town committees, as, uh, as Terry mentioned. Yeah, and uh, you know, also our town departments have been great. Um, you know, Rick in particular has been dealing with everything from conservation to planning, um, health, and everything else. Um, and obviously, our uh, our board of selectmen has been very um, supportive of what we're doing here. And at this point in time, both D. Casey and Rick Green are updating the selectmen on a pretty much every time the selectmen meet an update on on the program. Terry. So in going back to day one, like I said, uh, the, when Steve Foster took the time on his own by himself to draw all those plans, to give us a vision, and then give that to the to the uh, board that we have for the Fields Committee, 
which changes all the time with different presidents and that type of thing. But but we needed their support and their push the entire time too. So the the fields committee has been a major part of making this happen to the day we started. Absolutely. Guys, we could talk about this for hours, um, but want to finish up with a couple other questions. This time of the podcast, we usually like to try to give our guests what we call uh, their final words. So um, how about Terry, final word you'd like to say to our listeners about this project? I just can't uh, tell you enough how excited I am about this project. It's, it's a dream that I wasn't sure was ever going to happen, and it's looking more and more like reality every day, and I think we're there. Um, I just want to thank the people in town who supported this project, um, all the boards and all the, um, citizens who voted at town meetings. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be an asset to the town. Like Rick said, we're going to be envy of every town in the area. And I, I can't say enough about it. Rick. Uh, just to echo, uh, Terry's sentiments. I fully agree with everything he said. Um, this is going to be a fantastic project for the town of North Andover. It's in a fabulous uh, location right off of Route 125 and Main Street. And I think um, this will be the focal point of the town. And again, we'll be an envy of many neighboring towns because this, this is an all-inclusive facility, not just for athletics. And I think it, it's really going to serve the community very well. And uh, proud to be a part of it, and we will continue to push on. And thank you again for everybody's support at town meeting, all the different boards in town. Uh, the Department of Public Works, and everybody who served on a committee along this process, it's, it's been appreciated. I'll kind of finish with uh, really where we started. Um, for me and, and Terry, I think we might be the only ones from the original Fields Committee. Um, to see where we are um, since 2004, um, in the times where we didn't have really nice fields, um, they weren't able to be maintained the way we want, um, all the way up to creating all these different things, the new projects we've actually already brought online. And then obviously this, this project's going to be unbelievable. Um, we know Rick Green's going to live forever, but Terry Holland and I both think this might be our last major project that, that we're going to work on. But um, it's going to be a great way to go out because this project is going to be simply amazing. Um, D. Casey, along with our IT director, Chris McClure, are going to be putting together up on the town website an actual page that people can check in on a daily basis if they choose about the project, where we're going, um, facts and answers. Uh, this podcast will be uploaded on that. Um, and obviously any questions that residents have, there's gonna, they're going to be able to actually log on to the website, ask a question, and someone will get back to them with the right answer. And I have a feeling that might be you, Rick, a lot. But um, it's going to be a great project. And again, we're, we're hoping, you know, this spring to see that first shovel in the ground. And, uh, you know, close to maybe 18 months, two years from now, um, you join us all when we open it up the first day. It's going to be pretty amazing. So I want to thank both Terry Holland and Rick Green for coming on the uh, podcast. Um, uh, they are two of the most humble guys in the world. Um, but I got to tell you, on Rick Gorman's Mount Rushmore of North Andover Volunteers, these two are definitely on it. Um, we have tremendous volunteers in North Andover, but these two are, are, are two of the best, and we're really lucky to have them. And I think when you see this project done, you'll know what I mean. So I want to thank you guys for coming on. I know you're both very busy. Thanks, Rick. 
Thank you for having us. Let's uh, talk real quick. Uh, still getting some great feedback on uh, all of our podcasts. Got some good feedback on our Crusaders podcast we did last week. Um, and next week, we're going to actually be, be doing two podcasts. We have Allison Colaruso, Sarah Hickey, and Christina Payot uh, from the North End of a High School Focus Program is going to be coming in to talk about all the amazing things they're doing up there at the high school and uh, both Allison and Sarah as coordinators and Christina as a student. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then Denise Casey, who we've mentioned in this podcast, our assistant town manager, is coming on in preparation for our annual job fair. She's going to be doing a podcast called Teenagers Guide to Employment. And it's going to give kids a lot of good ideas as they prepare to come down and, and talk to business owners in our job fair. So uh, looking forward to those next two podcasts. Uh, and as we always say at ending, every ending podcast, we always say too much passion is not enough passion. <clears throat>